Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Sal Vetri Show. The DFS clip you're about to hear originally aired on my YouTube channel. And before we get into it, you can leave a five-star review. If you can subscribe, download to the podcast, like and share, whatever you have to do, I greatly appreciate that. Helps the podcast out a lot. Helps us reach more people. What I would hope is this beneficial content. So welcome and enjoy. Welcome to the Sal Vetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the channel. It is currently 4.31 a.m. East Coast time. It is Thursday, November 14th. And what we have today for you is a nice five-game NBA slate. Probably the smallest size slate that I actually feel comfortable getting like a lot of action down on cash and not really taking on variance all that much in the NBA. Um, but yeah, five-game slates are a nice spot for us, and it's okay, and then it starts to get pretty wonky. But I think five-game slates are still okay. A couple of really important injuries that we're about to go through on the slate and things that are going to open up a ton of value just built in value and then also I imagine value as we go on later in the day hopefully you did not get jumped up by the LeBron James hype and chalk yesterday he did fine right he didn't score 50 something fantasy points but so did um, JaVel McGee on his own team so did uh, two guys on the Raptors alone and I mean Siakam and Fred Van Vliet are both just fantastic when they're going to play 40 plus minutes but Regardless, hopefully you saw over on Instagram, I opened up the projections about an hour and 20 minutes before lock. Um, if you're not and you did not know that, go ahead and follow me over on Instagram. I'll be just dropping nuggets like that randomly. So the only people that will know about it um, will be the people over on Instagram outside of the obvious patrons. It's not going to be daily, right? You have to be a patron to get that. But maybe every couple of weeks or so I'll open up or maybe maybe even this weekend something with the NFL we'll see I'll open up just a piece of content every week or two or three but it'll only be kind of released through Instagram so be sure to follow me on Instagram linked up down below before we get into this if you're new here welcome my name is Sal Vetri. welcome to the podcast welcome to the YouTube channel my name is Sal Vetri. I do cover daily fantasy sports in the NFL NBA WNBA and the MLB streets NFL content going out every single day there's a Thursday night football showdown slate video that was released yesterday you can go ahead and check that out linked up um well, linked up on this channel uh, and also in the podcast it was released yesterday so go ahead check that out nba content goes out every single day i do majority of my content over on patreon so yes there's about 10 to 15 hours of youtube content a week that i put time into and goes out but patreon features about 25 hours or so um just between nfl alone with the nba projections per week and updating them is another 10 hours or so so be sure to check that out lots more of my content if you enjoy what's over here on youtube in this podcast goes out over on patreon Follow me on my social medias. Like I said, Instagram, I'll be dropping things there, um, exclusive releases, really, for only people on Instagram to see. And then also Twitter, at DFS. And you should hit that subscribe button because it helps me out a ton. If we hit 15,500 subscribers by the end of the day today, I'll release something else on Patreon. So it's pretty, or uh, um, over on Instagram about Patreon. It's pretty cool growth right now. You guys are also amazing. 20,000 right now, it says, by December 24th, Christmas Eve. That would be uh, like the best Christmas gift ever. Um, so thank you all so much. Be sure to check out Fantasy Draft, revolutionizing the way that you play DFS with no rake. No rake, right? So all the money that you put in, for the most part, goes back into your pocket. Why do I say for the most part? Well, they do have subscription packages, but they cost like 1% to 2% of your overall bankroll per month, as opposed to, on average, like 10 to 12 to 15 to 18% on Fantasy Draft <clears throat> or on FanDuel and DraftKings compared to on Fantasy Draft. So uh, be sure to check it out. I've been playing over there. I like it a lot. They have really good contests for the NFL, but daily contests as well for the NBA. Oh, but Sal, I can't win $150,000, $200,000 a night over on Fantasy Draft. Well, have you won that yet on DraftKings? Have you? 
because when you compete with 150 lineups from pros and many of them it's really tough to crack through uh, to win the whole thing with just your one lineup so i'm just saying as bluntly as it is you're probably not going to win the first place prize in those huge contests i think you can win single entry sure you're on the level playing field three maxes but 150 max 60,000 people to first 100 or 60,000 people hundred thousand dollars to first i get it it's the dream to win that with your one lineup but Odds are you're not going to win it, and then also you're not winning it, and you're playing the lottery, and you're paying taxes by playing the lottery in a way because you're paying 15% rake. So, look, it's 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 very tempting because you see the 100K to first, but it's literally the lottery, and you have to pay taxes to play it, let alone um, afterwards as well. So it's kind of a little bit wonky. So check out Fantasy Draft linked up down below. Uh, people are asking for a promo code. No promo code because they do rake-free, so that's kind of their promo, right? But um, if you click the link, it does help me let them know that you came from me. So. Let's get into this video. Hit that subscribe button. If you're on the audio version, what's up? How's those ears doing? Hit the five-star rate and review. It really does help no matter what platform you're listening on. You take those seconds. Helps me reach more people in the audio version. Helps me do a lot more things with this channel and podcast. Starting in New Orleans, Lonzo Ball already ruled out with this adductor. Uh, it's going to help Drew Holiday, who had a really good game last time out. And there's also no Ingram in that game. Uh, it's going to help Kendrick Williams, who's going to continue to stay in the starting lineup because Drew shifts to the two uh, or to the one. Um, Ingram shifts to the three, and then Kendrick Williams goes to the four, and then J.J. Redick as well. Uh, Brandon Ingram is questionable. He's going to be a game-time decision, so this is a really, obviously, big piece of news. If he plays, well, he's in a good spot, and it's not fantastic, but the price point is down. $7,500 on DraftKings, 13500 on Fantasy Draft. But if he's out, I mean, it just makes Drew Holiday another smash play at his price point. It makes Derek Favors just have to play 30 minutes in terms of rotational bodies and power forward and center bodies. Kendrick Williams would start again and have to play 28 to 30 plus minutes. JJ Redick seems stabilized coming off a 37 minute game to play even more minutes. Um, so that's definitely something to keep an eye on. I'm going to filter the rest of these by team because right now they're not filtered by team just so we can hit on all the news from each team at once. So Brandon Ingram news is huge right now. Finishing up new runs with two more injuries. Julia Locafor is questionable right now with an ankle injury. He's been questionable for a lot of parts this season, but if he's out, I mean, yes, fire up $5,500 Derek Favors, who would then see 32 plus minutes. Nicola Melli and Jackson Hayes should crack the rotation and get some more minutes um, as well. And finally, Josh Hart for New Orleans. Um, if he's out, and he was out and then came back in, he had a fantastic last game filling in for um, the injured Brandon Ingram. Fantastic last game. But if he's out, it's J.J. Redick's show. I mean, Redick played 37 minutes in the last game. Obviously, if Hart's out, it helps a lot of other players on the bench as well. Frank Jackson, backup point guard, should see increased run. But for the most part, I think it's going to directly help um, J.J. Redick as well as directly helping the minutes in overall usage because Hart has been a pretty decent usage um, player on this team uh, in terms of well maybe not the pure statistics of usage with 17 percent um, in terms of his 18 minutes per game or so rebounding um, and other things that don't go into usage sort of like Draymond Green never seems like he's a high usage player quote-unquote usage from the actual definition of the statistic but he's obviously somebody who's active um, so yes if he's out he's well he is out if, if he's already out and then you get Brandon Ingram out it's almost a obvious smash play for Drew Holiday if you get either Brandon Ingram or Julia Okafor out it's an obvious smash play for Derek Favors going to Atlanta Kevin Hoarder is going to be missing he's been on like a minutes limit all season although his minutes limit is now 30 to 35 minutes so I don't know why they don't just take that off but Cam Reddish is probable he'll see a bump and then DeAndre Hunter will see a bump DeAndre Hunter might be one of the worst basketball players in terms of fantasy in the league 
guy plays like 38, 40 minutes a night and will score you 20 fantasy points at best. It's crazy. Evan Turner remains out with his Achilles injury. Vince Carter will remain out with personal reasons, which is just going to continue to have Jabari Parker playing 35 plus minutes. In Brooklyn, Karis Levert is expected to miss several weeks with a thumb injury, so Garrett Temple should continue to start and Spencer Dinwiddie should continue to see increased run. The big one for this slate against Denver, Brooklyn today, $8,800 Kyrie Irving, $16,500 on fantasy draft. He is questionable with a shoulder. I mean, if he misses, Spencer Dinwiddie should crack the starting rotation for him. And at Dinwiddie's price point of 5700 you're getting pretty much all of that Kyrie Irving usage in production, a 35.2% usage rate in 33.7 minutes per game, just to get swallowed up by somebody. And there's already no Karis Levert, so the next best player on this team in terms of usage for a guard and really the entire team is Spencer Dinwiddie. And the whole team would see a bump up. Tarion Prince at a cheaper price point should see an overall production and have to just be forced into more shots and more productivity. But Spencer Dinwiddie would be the main benefactory of all of that. In Chicago, Otter Porter is out once again with a foot injury. Thad Young should continue to see time, and so should Chandler Hutchinson. Uh, in Denver, just Malik Beasley is questionable with an illness. If he is out, Will Barton and Gary Harris's starting minutes already stabilized should stabilize even more, and Torrey Craig off the bench should see a little bit more run, potentially Monte Morris as well. For the Clippers, no real news for the Clippers. Um, it's really just Paul George was questionable yesterday and didn't play, so keep an eye on that today. But Kawhi Leonard I have in here as probable rest question mark right they're on a back-to-back he didn't rest on the front end he's probably going to have not as much load management as he did with Toronto resting like 20 games but they said that they want to still rest him 10 to 15 games and like I said um, a week or so ago with Christoph Porzingis if you're going to rest a player 10 to 12 games you're going to have in a season what like eight to ten back-to-back so that's the exact time you probably should the most optimal time to rest the players on a back-to-back too if you're really trying to avoid injury Kawhi's 38 percent usage rate is just absolutely insane it's in the 40s if you look at cleaning the glass which takes out garbage time some other stats that skew it 32.4 minutes per game look Kawhi Leonard there's a chance that he misses today I would say there's a pretty good chance he misses today due to rest Um, here's the thing with Kawhi Leonard if he does miss, they've already priced up Lou Williams and Montrezl Harrell. They're both in the 7K range already. I mean, they're all they're both still too cheap if Kawhi Leonard and Paul George miss, so keep an eye on it. They both be in play, but they're not the six the $6,500 price tags anymore. They're both in the 7K range. Milwaukee Kyle Korver is out with a head injury. Should help Pat Connington and Sterling Brown, who are already due to see bigger run as well as George Hill, because uh, Chris Middleton is out, and he's going to be out for a little while now. So Giannis obviously over, overall sees a, a more st- uh, stability to his productivity and ceiling. Eric Bledsoe, who's priced up to 7300 coming off of a 32-29 and 29 minute performance, seems to have his minutes up, maybe forcefully going to see them up more with Middleton out. Price tag already came up, but I think it's still a fine spot. And then Sterling Brown and Pat Connington should be the number one benefactories of potentially starting and or filling in for Chris Middleton's rotational minutes. He was averaging 30.8 minutes per game and a 23.4% usage rate. Heading to New York and finishing it up on this five-game, 10-team slate, you have Mitchell Robinson questionable, again with a concussion. Does not seem likely to play. Taj Gibson and Bobby Portis would be the benefactories. Taj Gibson has been starting over Bobby Portis and being the guy who really sees the most benefit from Mitchell Robinson. Bobby Portis pretty much staying in the same role. Alfred Payton is out again with this hamstring injury. Should help Dennis Smith Jr. Maybe he sees his minutes come up a little bit. And then Frank Nielatina. You could also put uh, RJ Barrett on this list as well. So that's all the injury news to keep an eye on. Obviously, in the NBA, you should be checking back in for the injury news later in the day. You can use Fantasy Labs. You can use Roto World. Fantasy Labs will be the latest breaking news, people ask me, uh, over on Twitter. And then Roto World is really good to just kind of highlight everything. They have a really nice injury uh, dashboard as well. That's kind of the things that I use every single night to prep these for the following morning. So, okay, game. Now, let's get into the target offense sheet. We have all the totals. This is very good. I did not think at 4 in the morning getting up earlier today because prepping for the Osmo uh, Thursday show, I did not think that there would be a um, 
total for every single game, but there was. So I'll go through these, some of the early interests. Cleveland and Miami, it's a 6 p.m. start. It's sort of its own showdown slate. So I'm going to separate that right on here. It's kind of odd that they didn't just group this one with the rest of them on either site, Fantasy Draft or DraftKings. So you don't have to worry about Cleveland and Miami. And maybe it is a good thing because Miami has like five injury designations today that I really don't want to be tracking up until lock. So uh, Cleveland and Miami, I will not be projecting that game for showdowns, uh, but there is the target offense sheet right there for it. New Orleans and the Clippers. So New Orleans is not on a back-to-back, but the Clippers are on a back-to-back. So you have New Orleans on their side of the ball. We already talked about it. It's really just injury-dependent here. You already have no Josh Hart. You already have no Lonzo Ball. So Drew Holiday is already a good play, even if Ingram plays. And then Ingram's a fine play, even if Julio Okafor plays, obviously. Um, Derek Favors is still a fine play. I hope we get one of Ingram and or Okafor out. If you have Okafor out, well, then it's a smash Derek Favors at 5,500. Even already, he's a fine play, but at that price tag of 5,500, he should be locked into 30 minutes plus. And that's just too good of a spot against the Clippers. Or if Brandon Ingram is out, well, then it's an even better spot for Favors because he just has to play more minutes, even if Okafor plays. And then it's going to help Kendrick Williams. It's going to help Drew Holiday's overall upside. Uh, so, yes, there's so many pieces of New Orleans that I want today. It seems like the value team of the night. I like Drew Holiday. I like J.J. Redick at his price point with no Josh Hart probably going to play 35-plus minutes. I like Kendrick Williams already. I would like him even more at his price tag if Brandon Ingram is out. Um, and I really like Derek Favors. I would like him even more if Julio Okafor and or Brandon Ingram are out. So New Orleans has all the nice spots. Derek Favors is probably the one that I prioritize the most on a five-game slate. Just has one of the best matchups on the slate at the center position. And then um, I also like Drew Holiday a good amount. On the Clippers side of the ball, yeah, it's really tough here. We have to see what happens with Kawhi. I'm going to go through this as if Kawhi is not playing. They have a 121.25 team implied total of six-point favorites here. 236.5 game total on this one is six points higher than anywhere else in the slate. So, yes, there's going to be points scored. These are teams that really don't play at the fastest of paces on this slate. Um, it is one of the lower. It's the second-lowest um, game out of these four. Or even if you if you factor in the earlier game out of these six games, it's the second-lowest on the slate. So, huge total here. Um, things that stand out to me are, I mean, if, if Paul George, we, we have to see what everything happens here. It's really hard to break this down so early. If Paul George is out and Kawhi is out, well then yes, get to Lou Williams even at that price tag. You get to Montrezl Harrell even at that price tag. It's a good spot for all of them against New Orleans here in terms of fantasy points allowed on this slate. If Paul George is out and Kawhi is in, um, I'd be very skeptical of the minutes Kawhi is going to play on a back-to-back, like somewhere in the 28-minute range. But even then, on a small slate, he can get you there. I probably don't risk it just based on the other teams that are on the slate. But again, you have like Luka, you have Trey Young. If you're paying up, you have all those types of players, plus Giannis all the way up there with no Chris Middleton. So it seems like a slate where I really get to the Clippers more if indeed Kawhi is out. If Kawhi is out and Paul George is in, I would expect Paul George to play like 26 minutes I would put him in for. I was going to put him in for 26 yesterday, so not really much there. That is nice, but it also still would help Lou Williams and Montrezl Harrell in terms of just uh, more productivity for them with no Kawhi and less minutes for Paul George. So keep an eye on all this. Pretty much if these guys are out with rest slash injury, just play the Clippers that are productive, right? Um, Harrell and Lou Williams primarily. And if Kawhi is in, it makes it really difficult, even though they have a higher total. You want to get there, but they're all priced up pretty well. Um, New York and Dallas, I believe none of these teams are on a back-to-back today. New York and Dallas. So New York are seven-point underdogs at a 104.5 team implied total, the lowest on the slate. And this is the lowest-paced game on the slate. So not a really fun spot here. Last time we saw these teams, Dallas was favored by like 11, and New York actually ends up beating them. Now Dallas is favored by seven. So we'll see if they can get the win today. Dallas a 111.5 team implied total for themselves. Look, Lucas, $10,000. If you want to get to him, you can. 
He's going to be an early interest of mine. The guy is just so good. He's going to take so many shot attempts. But even if he's not shooting, just lights out 35 real points, and he only has 25 real points for you, well, he's probably going to pick up a triple-double with 10 assists and 12 um, rebounds. So a steal, a block, whatever it might be. So Luca, yeah, he's fine at $10,000. It seems like a steep price point for Luca. But that's just the way he's been producing this year. The sophomores and Luca and Trey Young have been absolutely dominating the league to start the season. Probably two of the, the top 10 at least, um, just pure scorers so far, if not two of the top five to start the season, if not two of the top three, believe it or not, to start the season in terms of how productive productive they are on the offensive side. Luca also bringing that a little bit more on the defensive side than Trey Young. Um, but for New York, you're going to have the, um, Dennis Smith Jr. We'll see if his minutes limits are lifted. If he gets into the starting lineup and starts uh, at point guard, RJ Barrett goes to the two. There's some interest in Dennis Smith Jr., but we know that this team is just going to rotate guards so much that it's hard to trust once again i like rj barrett i liked him last time i was over the field last time on him when he dropped 46 points we talked about it here on the podcast and youtube video he was projected nicely in the projections as well so i had a good amount of him i'm fine getting back to him at 6200 it's not the greatest of spots to go back to him on but on a five game slate i think you're just betting on having 36 plus minutes out of him it's pretty good for new york i mean taj gibson will remain in play for me just because he's starting at the five but julius randall even at 7k i don't want to get there he's gonna face christoph porzingis and that's just a brutal matchup like randall can just bowling ball through porzingis he has like a nice advantage in terms of just his weight over Porzingis, but if Porzingis is going to set up on any sort of defensive play with Randall on him, it's just going to be a nightmarish matchup for Randall. So yes, he can still get there at 7K because he's relatively cheap, but it's really just RJ Barrett from this team for me, and then maybe you take stabs at Taj Gibson. Dallas side of it, like I said, Luka is fine. There's really only two players I ever want to play on Dallas, Luka and Porzingis. Porzingis is now 6,900. I think it's a fair price point. I actually like this spot for Porzingis if he can just not foul out this time. But um, yeah, I prefer Luka than Porzingis. I know that Maxi Kleber and Dwight Powell are both $5,100 today. I think we can do better. Like Derek Favors is 5,500 and by far I think he has the better median, better floor, better ceiling than both of those guys. If I was to pick one, it would probably be, well, whichever one starts, right? So um, whichever one starts, I would take there. I imagine it's Dwight Powell at the five. He's only center eligible, which is a little bit worrisome, whereas you can get Favors for power forward eligibility. I lean not to get to one of those bigs for um, for Dallas and just get to an underpriced Kristaps at 6,900 or a fairly priced and probably too cheap Luka at 10K. Milwaukee and Chicago, neither of these teams are on a back-to-back. You have a Milwaukee 121 team implied total right there with uh, right there with the Clippers is pretty much the highest on the slate. Chicago with a 109.5 team implied total. This one is projected to be the uh, third slowest paced game of the night. Below average pace is what I should say because there's there's only five teams or five games on this slate, 10 teams. Um, so Milwaukee, really nice team total. I like Giannis. I mean, there's no Chris Middleton. Giannis is just continuously dropping 60 points on a bad night. This guy has been absolutely incredible all around he's right there going for yet another mvp based on how this guy is playing but i'm um, very quietly playing that way too as well just not getting a lot of prime time games and people are just expecting this from Giannis at this point but yeah they're 11 and a half point favorites so that's a little bit worrisome it's going to be a really good matchup uh, for whoever starts at the two. Uh, we'll see who that is tonight, but pretty much just track the news of these starting lineups here because it could be Sterling Brown, it could be Pat Connington. Brown's been playing more minutes than Connington off the bench. Connington's stuck in sort of the 15-minute range. Brown lately has been playing closer to 20, 18, 20 minutes, so... Whoever stars for Chris Middleton, I give a nice bump to. Even if Connington comes off the bench, I'd imagine he still plays somewhere around 24 minutes, so that's an okay price tag, and he'll probably be lower owned. And I think he's the more productive, productive player in terms of a better shooter than Sterling Brown. And in my opinion, 
might not drive as much, but he will pick up more rebounds and more assists, just more peripherals in terms of fantasy. Seems like the better player. So I have interest in both of them. Um, if Connaughton starts, I have a lot of interest. Even if he comes off the bench, there's still interest there. Uh, Bledsoe is priced up to the 7K range, which I think is an okay price tag still on him, especially for this matchup against Chicago. Like when you're going to be out there with Zach Levine and um, Kobe White at times, it'll be good. Obviously, when Chris Dunn comes out there, it, it's nightmarish. Like Chris Dunn's drafting price for the Chicago side, not to get ahead of ourselves, but it's a very good price tag, and he's been crushing it. But he's also like, look at his box scores. He's getting five, four, three, three, two like steals per game. He's one of the best defenders in the entire league, and that's the only reason he's still in the league because his offensive game is absolutely nightmarish. So if he ever has a game where he only gets you one steal. He's not going to do anything for you. So the fact that his price tag is up um, relative to where it was like a week or two ago <clears throat> because of his ability to continue to get steals, I think that is an ability that he still has. But like if he adds no scoring to it, and you could you could take the other route and go, well, what if he just scores a little bit on those three steals? Well, then, yeah, he'll, have, he'll do what he did last game and score 29 points. But a lot has to go right for a guy who really has no shot, doesn't drive all that much, and is relying on steals right now. So... I get it that his price tag is nice. He'll grade out as good value for me, but I'm a little bit hesitant to get to him as value. Kobe White just hit seven threes in a quarter, the rookie last time out. First rookie ever to do that, I believe. I'm not going to chase those points, right? Um, the guy barely scores like 30 fantasy points after hitting seven threes in a quarter. I'm not really going to get there all that much. So Milwaukee, it's Giannis by far and away. And then it's really just the fill-ins. Um, Pat Connington, uh, Sterling Brown. I have slight interest in a guy like Eric Bledsoe, but if you're going to tell me that Lou Williams is the same price as Bledsoe and Kawhi doesn't play today, I just have to get to Lou Williams there. Um, I think there's some other guys. Drew Holiday is definitely more expensive than Bledsoe, but not by enough that like I'd rather still try and prioritize Drew Holiday there with no potentially Ingram and definitely no Ball or Josh Hart. Hart. Um, so yeah, I don't really want any Brook Lopez today. Chicago side of it, Laurie Markkinen's only 6K. He's been playing more center minutes. He had like 20 fantasy points in the first half last game, and he finishes with like 27 overall. He's just been really abysmal. Um, he has a tough matchup in just general against Milwaukee as a really good defensive team, but individually against Brook Lopez, it's not the worst when he plays a lot of his center minutes there. Wendell Carter Jr., though, also going to be playing, obviously, most of his minutes at center. So I prefer Wendell Carter Jr. the most out of this team. Zach Levine on a five-game slate. This is just the worst matchup on the slate, probably outside of maybe Denver uh, for a guard to go up against against Eric Blood. So no Middleton, so that should help a little bit, especially on help. Uh, Pat Connington, a fine defender in his own right off the bench. Sterling Brown, eh, not so much, but uh, well, he's like at league average, maybe a little bit above it. Uh, but you have a... Uh, Chicago team where I really just want to prioritize uh, Wendell Carter Jr. If he stays out of foul trouble, he's going to smash that price point, lowering marketing to an extent. And then I, I just want to play more Thad Young. He's going to be maybe if he starts, if Thad Young starts over Chandler Hutchinson at the three, you still have Otto Porter out. Maybe I get there, but right now I prioritize the bigs here against Milwaukee. Phoenix and Atlanta. I believe neither of these teams run a back-to-back. Phoenix, you have a really good matchup for them against Atlanta. It's a pace-up spot. It's a nice spot against for any guard. You're going to have a dirt-cheap Devin Booker, who I probably prioritize a little bit on this slate. I think he's $8,100. We'll have to look on the next, uh, the next um, page, but... Man, Devin Booker is just way too cheap here against Atlanta. Um, you're going to have Ricky Rubio, who's now priced up to like almost the same price point as Devin Booker. I know it's not all the way there, but pretty close. Uh, I still prioritize Devin Booker there just for the ceiling games. A 117.25 team implied total. They're seven-point favorites, Phoenix over Atlanta. 227.5 overall game total here. And it's the highest pace scheme on the entire slate, even if you include the showdown slate. A 106.5 pace, that is possessions per team. Lots of points to go around here. I actually like taking stabs on Kelly Oubre, a guy who I think goes unowned today. He's been performing rather poorly over the last week. The price tag has come down a little bit, and this is a guy who I think can get right back into it in a matchup like this one against Atlanta. He'll be facing rookies, um, Cam Reddish, DeAndre um, Hunter. It's a spot where I think it's okay to get to him in tournaments and take stabs. Devin Booker seems like a fine tournament and or cash play at his price tag. 
And then you have Aaron Baines at a cheaper price tag in a very good matchup against Atlanta. Well, he'll probably face Damian Lee, who will foul him three times in the first quarter. Um, and if it's not Damian Lee, then it's Alex Len off the bench, which is still an okay matchup for Aaron Baines. So I prioritize Phoenix right now as Devin Booker, then Aaron Baines. And then I'm fine getting to some Kelly Oubre in tournaments. Atlanta side of it, it's it's Jabari Parker at an increased price point of 7,200, but seeing too many minutes to ignore it. And then it's just Trey Young. I mean, this guy just keeps lighting it up. Um, Trey Young is still, of course, on a five-game slate, a player that you probably want to get to. He just continues to drop at minimum like 50-plus fantasy point games every single time he goes out there. He's producing right now in terms of fantasy points better probably or right around there as Luka on a game-by-game basis. He's just so damn consistent, Trey Young, right now. So, yes, Trey Young is really like the only thing that I would want to get to for the most part from Atlanta outside of some shares of Jabari Parker. I don't care about Cam Reddish potentially starting for Kevin Horder. I don't want that. I don't like the fantasy points per minute or any of the upside. I don't really care about DeAndre Hunter. Um, And I really don't want Damian. So Damian Jones, in theory, is in a really good spot against Phoenix, but the guy just can't stay on the court, even at this price tag. Getting to Denver, Denver versus Brooklyn, neither of these teams are on a back-to-back. So the only back-to-back tonight is the Clippers. Ding, 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 Kawhi Leonard, watch out. Um, Denver against Brooklyn. Brooklyn is going to have no Kyrie Silver and potentially no Kyrie Irving. So obviously monitor this situation. Lots of pieces on Denver that stand out. The one that stands out the most is the best matchup on the slate against centers, probably right there with um, the Clippers against New Orleans. But uh, Jokic at $8,300 against Brooklyn. against a historically bad team against centers for like three and a half years now, especially once again this year. Yeah, I'm going to take that. Um, that is probably the biggest priority on the slate is Jokic against Brooklyn. Oh, but Sal, he's, he's fat. He's not conditioned. He can't score fantasy points. Okay, well, don't play him. Don't play $8,300 Jokic against um, the worst, one of the worst rebounding teams over the last five years in the league, and it continues to happen this year when uh, DeAndre Jordan... And I know DeAndre Jordan just came out and had a great fantasy game, but continues to be a guy who's playing big minutes at this day and age in his career um, against a guy like Nikola Jokic and Paul Millsap and Mason Plumlee today. So, yes, give me all the Jokic in the world. A 117.5 team total. They're nine-point favorites, and they have a 110. Um, or actually, I, I said the Phoenix and Arizona game was going to be the fastest pace. This is going to be the fastest pace game. 110.01 possessions per game or per team. Uh, so, yes, give me Jokic today. As long as he stays out of foul trouble, I feel very confident that he pays off 8,300 in this matchup, let alone uh, potentially just like 8Xs at a 60-burger game. Jokic is the priority maybe on this slate for me as of right now, right? There's still like 14 hours to lock based on when I'm shooting this at 4.55 in the morning. Um, But Jokic is the priority. You can get to some Millsap. I think he's still cheap. Um, I like his spot as well. Always a risk that Jeremy Jeremy Grant just takes over more rotational minutes. But in this matchup, I think he'll be okay. And then, yeah, I think everybody's cheaper. You're going to have maybe no Malik Beasley, which should help Gary Harris's minutes overall stabilize. The entire starting five for Denver is cheap. Jamal Murray is fine, especially if there's no Kyrie. It's even better for Jamal Murray in the matchup. I think Gary Harris is fine. I probably prioritize Denver as the following. I would go with uh, Nicole Jokic, Paul Millsap, Will Barton, Jamal Murray, and Gary Harris in that order. If there is no Kyrie Irving, I'd probably put it um, as a, a – I'd probably go Nicole Jokic. If there's no Kyrie Irving, I'd probably go Nicole Jokic, then J- Jamal Murray, and then Millsap, then Barton. It would just make Jamal Murray bump up a little bit for me because the defensive matchup just gets a lot better. On the opposite side for Brooklyn, it's really just Spencer Dinwiddie. Garrett Temple will continue to start for Karis LeVert. But even on a slate like this, I really don't care too much about that value. You can get there if you want, but I don't think there's much upside. Dinwiddie should be playing a lot more minutes even if Kyrie plays. And if Kyrie's out, well, just more power to you. Kyrie's 8,800, worth mentioning. It's the toughest matchup on the slate for a guard against Denver, but I mean, he's just been so good in terms of his usage. So if Kyrie actually plays today with a shoulder injury, I'm actually tempted to get there and hope that he doesn't get ruled in until later on today, because I imagine a lot of people won't go back to it. So Kyrie, I think is fine, but the main piece here is 
Um, I don't really want to start DeAndre Jordan or Jarrett Allen against these bigs. I don't want to start Tyrion Prince against these bigs. It's just a brutal spot for power forwards on this slate. It's really just Spencer Dinwiddie. You can take stabs on Joe Harris on a slate like this. He's going to play 35-plus minutes with no Levert and maybe no Irving. He'll play close to 40. Um, he has not been doing good, but I think he's a nice GPP option today. So Dinwiddie um, is a, maybe not a priority, but a, a good play from this team. And then Joe Harris is a, a very far out there GPP risk and, and dart throw, but I think it's still viable. Early interest. As we get to the early interest page, if you can hit that like button, I appreciate it. Upright and early, giving you this free content. The like button and the subscribe button are the best ways that you can repay me right now, um, aside from just joining Patreon if you're interested in doing that. That is linked up down below. And look, if you're listening on the audio version, be, be sure to head over to the YouTube channel, Salvatore, and just hit that subscribe button. If you're listening on the YouTube channel right now, be sure to click the link down below, head over to iTunes or wherever you do listen to your podcast, and just follow the podcast. And if you really do have the extra 10 seconds, hit that five stars and just click the review button and say, um, Sal's, Sal's podcast is great, right? Something like that, just to continue to help with the algorithm. It's good just like marketing for other people to see what my podcast is about. But the biggest thing that it does is it helps in the audio streets bump me above other podcasts in the fantasy industry that don't have as many reviews because iTunes just likes to trust what the people are saying about the podcast and they're going to promote it more if it has more reviews and vice versa. So I don't know why I said vice versa there. I, I don't think that makes any sense, but we'll continue. Um, so early interest on a five-game slate, I threw out 21 early interest for you. Check that out. Again, lots of this is subject to change. Um, Giannis and Luca are up top for my payup options. Yes, Trey Young is on the slate. You can get to him if you wish. I slightly prefer Luca in his matchup, and he's um, shooting guard eligible against the Knicks. Uh, Giannis, obviously, against Chicago is as good of a matchup as it gets for a guy who you can put into your small forward spot, and you rarely get a small forward drop you 60-plus points, but that's what Giannis is probably going to do tonight with no Chris Middleton against... Chicago, as long as the blowout narrative does not come in. Nikola Jokic, okay, so I said Nikola Jokic was 8,300. He's 8,600. Big whoop. 16,100 on fantasy draft. Look, a guy who has a 24.8% usage rate and is playing over 31 minutes per game. And he's averaging over 42 fantasy points per game. People still think this guy is dead. Um, he's just having a bad start to his career. He does this every single or his season. He does this every season where he has just a brutal month. He's just doing it at the start of the year, so everybody's calling him fat. When uh, He's just the same old Nikola Jokic, uh, in my opinion. So Nikola Jokic, 8,600. I like that. Drew Holiday at 8,200. Like Jokic and Holiday seem like the priorities on today's slate. Um, Holiday more so if Ingram is out, but... $8,200 is too cheap, 14900 on fantasy draft for a shooting guard eligible player who, one uh, Ingram goes out, is probably going to see a 25-plus percent usage rate. He's averaging 35 minutes per game. That's only going to go up with no Ingram um, and no Hart today and obviously no Lonzo. So, yeah, it's really hard to ignore Holiday. $8,100 Devin Booker, in terms of GPPs, shooting guard eligible, 28.1% usage rate, averaging 34.8, pretty much 35 minutes per game. You're getting a player in GPPs that is priced at his median of about 40 fantasy points. He's averaging 39.3 per game this season for DraftKings. You're getting a guy priced at his median who has maybe one of the highest ceilings. I know you have Trey Young and Luka and Giannis on the slate and Jokic, but maybe one of the highest ceilings and probably the highest ceiling in his price range for guards. So more power to you if you play him in one of the best matchups you can find against Atlanta because I really like this spot. I think he's cash game viable at that price point, um, and I think he's, without a doubt, GPP viable. It's really hard to choose between Drew Holiday and Devin Booker today because Holiday's just going to have probably all the ownership. If, if Devin Booker is going unowned, and, I mean, just play both of them, really, if you want, but if Devin Booker's going unowned, he has the ability to drop a 55-60 point game out of his back pocket like it's nothing. So does Drew Holiday, but um, Booker probably going to be less owned. Jabari Parker, even at $7,200, I still think is worth mentioning. 25% usage rate, 25.2, and then 27.4 minutes per game. That's obviously skewed from his start of the season as a backup behind John Collins. He's going to play like 35 to 36 minutes today. 
Good spot for him. Christoph Porzingis. I don't prioritize Christoph today, even in a fine matchup against the Knicks, where he's seeing a 26.9% usage rate, 31.4 minutes per game. Slower pace game, lower total game. And yes, he's cheap, but I just think I like more guys. Like, I like the 8K range so much in Jokic, Drew Holiday, and Booker right now that I don't think I need to prioritize getting down to Porzingis today. Same can be said for Jamal Murray and Will Barton right now, aside, even even with the Kyrie Silver injury, if Kyrie's out, then Jamal Murray becomes more interesting. Will Barton's finally priced up as he should be. I mean, the guy's dropping like 37 fantasy points per game. Um, he has a 21% usage rate, 32.5 minutes per game. He's now priced up at 6,600, which is still a fine price point for his current production. I just, again, the, the mid to high 6K range, I like Porzingis, Murray, and Barton to an extent today. They'll be in player pools of mine. Some of them, will, if not all of them, will grade out nicely, but tough to really want to prioritize and get to. The best play out of all those guys is probably Jamal Murray over on Fantasy Draft at $12,200. RJ Barrett, $12,000 flat, $6,200 on DraftKings, better price on DraftKings. Shooting guard eligible. He's averaging 35 minutes a game with a 25.1% usage rate. I'm just I'm just going to continue to get back to him. Center only Aaron Baines at 5900 $11,200 on fantasy draft is extremely cheap. Um, I think he's okay to get to here in a matchup against Atlanta where he's going to pretty much go up against Damian Jones, who really does not know how to do anything but foul. Fast-paced game, high total, 117.25 for his team. Nice spot. Dimity is very cheap on fantasy draft, 11200 he can be potentially starting a point guard today if Irving is out as a shooting guard eligible player on, fan, or on DraftKings. So I think getting to Dimity, even if Kyrie Irving is in, is still okay in this matchup. If Kyrie Irving is out, well, $5,700 Dimity, even in a tough matchup, is probably supposed to be like a $6,800 player. Wendell Carter Jr., I prefer over Paul Millsap. He's starting at the 5. Um, they're both the same price on Fantasy Draft or DraftKings. You get a better price on Millsap on Fantasy Draft at 11300 So you have this $5,500 range, which is very interesting. You have Carter Jr., Paul Millsap, Derek Favors, and Kelly Oubre. I prefer Derek Favors to all of those players, especially if Julio Okafor and or Brandon Ingram is out. Then I go uh, Wendell Carter Jr., and then I go Paul Millsap, then I go Kelly Oubre. That's my interest in that order for that range of guys who are pretty much the same price for $100 difference. Um, you get J.J. Redick at 4500 on DraftKings, and these are all the values now. $4,500 J.J. Redick on DraftKings, $8,400 on Fantasy Draft. He's going to play like 35 minutes probably today, and if there is no Brandon Ingram, see a ton more shots and usage. Uh, Kendrick Williams, $4,500, same price. I prefer him over J.J. Redick just because he's playing closer to the rim. And really, again, it depends a lot on injuries. If Julia Logafor is out, more power forward minutes and big minutes for Kendrick Williams as Derek Favors will primarily stay at the center position and not move over to power forward as much probably pay all of his minutes at center and if Brendan Ingram is out more minutes overall for Kendrick Williams at the three and the four so uh, I like him either way I like his chance of getting more minutes because I think one of those players will miss today he's a decent usage rate uh, as or decent minutes per game right now as well since taking over into the starting lineup during these Lonzo Ball injuries Taj Gibson Sterling Brown and Pat Connington I have all in yellow today Gibson and Sterling Brown are $4,400 each Look, I have to prefer Gibson there. Like, he's the same price as Sterling Brown starting at center and playing, like, 25 minutes a game. Sterling Brown might start today and play, like, 28 minutes, but at shooting guard. So even if he has a good game, it's tough to prioritize that over Taj Gibson. Um, he's $100 cheaper on fantasy drive, so that's where I think you get the better price between the two. And Pat Connington is $3,600. Like, he's 6800 on fantasy draft. I think Pat Connington is just a guy you take stabs on today. Shooting guard, small forward eligible. I think, if, even if he doesn't start, he should be in line to play 24 minutes. He's been playing, like, uh, on average, 16.4 minutes per game. And now you're taking a 32-minute per game Chris Middleton out, and you're going to feed, like, 6 to 8 minutes to um, maybe Sterling Brown. But there's still, like, 20-plus minutes to go around. Pat Connington is definitely somebody to get those minutes. Paul George or, or George Hill, to an extent, will get those minutes. So, 
Connington at 3,600. He's in yellow. He's not a lock of mine. I'm not saying everybody go get him into your lineups, but he just seems like the guy pricing wise. And based on the fact that he'll probably only see like four less minutes than Sterling Brown, but he's $800 less. He seems like the guy that I'd rather get to. And he has the upside to play just as many, if not more minutes as Brown. They have similar usage rates, 15 for Pat Connington, 17 for Sterling Brown. So yeah, that's kind of where I prefer on the bottom range right now but keep an eye on the starting lineup news keep an eye on the news with Kawhi Leonard potentially resting on a back-to-back second night and yeah be sure to go over to Instagram and I'll pull this up right now this is my Instagram account I don't know if my head gets cut off from the top be sure to go over there been posting stuff as of late this was the post from last night free projections tonight and if you happen to just see it or were following me uh, you would have seen it so if you do follow me over there on Instagram that stuff will randomly pop up on your timeline free something will be unlocked on Patreon or just a raffler giveaway. It's only going to be for Instagram people only to be able to see that. Yesterday, I posted it on Twitter just to direct people that it is a thing on Instagram because I didn't say it in the video. But now I'm saying it in the video. So go follow me over on Instagram. Or maybe we'll do something for a 1,000 followers giveaway on Instagram. or like 120 away. So appreciate you tuning in. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the five-star rating review on the audio version. Be sure to go do both of those things. I really do appreciate it. Follow me on Twitter at DFS. Hit the follow button over on Instagram as well. My name is Sal. Be sure to check out Fantasy Draft. There's a link down below in the description. If you want to play on Fantasy Draft, if you're already playing on Fantasy Draft, just click that link. It does help. It shows them that you came from me. It says, yep, yep, Sal's channel did drive some traffic here. Let's continue to promote on Sal's channel, which then allows me to continue to produce free content, this much free content, this early in the morning, um, because it actually pays me then. So I do appreciate it. Thank you all so much. My name is Sal. I'm going to get this video up and podcast for you guys ASAP. Peace out, gang, and enjoy the rest of your Thursday. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you could please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one. 